Original Gravity. Good news for people who love good beer. Um, I can't say hello, hello, hello again, can I? Not really, no. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Where are we? <laughs> we are at Original Gravity Radio. I'm Daniel Nielsen. I'm the editor and publisher of Original Gravity, a free beer uh, publication. And with me is Ant. Hello, Ant. Hi, how you doing? Oh, we've done that bit. Yes, I'm here to press buttons, drink beer, and try and be witty. Yes, um, guaranteed to say something vaguely inappropriate, completely inappropriate, but in, in in what's usually a very eloquent way, so that you get away with it. Embarrassing the erudite is what I'm aiming for. <laughs> Embarrassing the erudite. I think I saw them support Half Man, Half Biscuit once. Uh, no, that was New Fast Automatic Daffodils. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what's on the show? We're going to do the mash. Excellent. News, views. Idle gossip. That sort of stuff. Excellent. Then we've got our feature. Uh-huh. Who's it with this time? It's Pete Brown. Okay, good. One of uh, our contributors. Indeed. And what's he up to? Oh, he's up to something. He's got his new book that he's putting Ooh. together in a new and interesting way. In fact, he's doing three books at once. Blimey. But one of them in particular we're going to talk about. He's putting it together. He's funding it in an interesting way. More of that in some other is- uh, items that come up through the show as well. Sure. Yep. Uh, and then following the feature, I think we will have... A couple of tasting notes to Indeed. spring on you. One of which you'll like, one of which you won't, hopefully. Oh, excellent. And yeah. we're going to have a beer to start with? Yes. What so are we going to have? We are going to have... Um, a beer from Thornbridge. Hooray for Thornbridge! Woohoo! We Yay. like Thorn. We heart Thornbridge. We do indeed. Cheers. Specific- oh, thank you. This is peculiar. What is this? It's very pale. Now on the label it says a golden ale. Um, Does it? Mm-hmm. Let's have a look. At- that doesn't even look like a Thornbridge. A golden label. bitter. Yeah, it's a very peculiar label. For yeah, because it- this was brewed for a festival they're sponsoring on the 21st to the 24th of May called Bearded Theory. Right. Um, and the idea behind this was to do a nice, light, Yorkshire kind of Manchester-style ale bitter. Right. But it, this is very light, isn't it? It's very, very light. It's, well, you served it cold, which suits it, I'm yes. sure. Yeah, I did take it out of the fridge 15 minutes earlier, but no, maybe, no. maybe it, it's, it's not sort of... If you had a pint of bass, which mm-hmm. is my go-to bitter in Manchester, yeah, Tunnel Tavern pint of bass, very nice. Okay, lovely. Um, that which is a glorious brew doesn't taste much like this. No, this and, and and this summary. is yeah, it is very summery. I mean, it is festival. If you were, mm. frankly, you can drink earlier than 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 possibly you normally would on a daily basis mm. at a festival, and I think this is one to start with. It's only three point eight percent. A session beer, a yeah. fine one at that. Excellent. Well, that was a good start. Yeah. Anyway, we go the rest of the show. Then? Yeah. Sure. Here we go. The mash news, views, and idle gossip from the beer world. The mash. Yes, the mash. Take two. Might as well be honest about this. <laughs> Let's be honest about Let's it. The first one was a bit waffly, so we're going to have to try to unwaffle it a bit. Plus, we heard about lots of more interesting stuff. Yeah, much more interesting yes. stuff. So if here I'm we honest. go. This is the mash, concentrated second take, and to really improve it, yep. we decided to have the mash with beer. Yes, Ooh. and this is a the Battle of Lewis Priory Ale, which I picked up from the Lewis Brewery. Um, from Harvey's Brewery in Lewis the other day. So this is a Harvey's, is it? This is a Harvey's beer. Right, because they don't really put themselves across as a craft brewer, do they? They're not craft brewers, really. They're family brewer. They're traditional. But we don't aren't too bothered about whether they nah, just... I like I like him. I like heart, a creative 16 bottles of eight different sorts of Harvey's at Christmas time. That, they do have what some... more do you want? Especially where 
We live on the south coast. It's oh, pretty much all what? you can get. This has got a lot going on. Okay, so this historic ale brewed using ingredients that were available to the Cluniac order at the Priory of St. Pancras in Lewis in 1264. This is still the mash, dental listener, but... This is still the mash. Okay, so it's got rose... Okay, this is interesting. Fermentable sugars are produced from a mash of barley, oats and wheat. It's been boiled with hops (laughs) and yarrow. To impart bitterness, the resultant brew is a conditioned in vats with ale cost, also known as tansy, rosemary, and thyme. This is the weirdest thing I've ever had. Really, I like it a lot, but it uh, it reminds me of Lovage. Have you ever tried Lovage? Wow. Yeah, that's unlike anything I've ever had. Yarrow, possibly. Is that the yarrow in it, or it could be the tansy? The tansy, which is something that. I wasn't really aware of no, until I just read it on the this back. This all of sounds the, like cheats from Scrabble. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. Wow, what an amazing beer! Yeah. Anyway, cheers. Mm, cheers. Right. Right. Let's news. go on with the real news, shall right. we? Um, so oh, I crap. went to <laughs> keep going. Keep spill, going. Spill it on laptop. Wet ones. Okay. Keep going. Um, I went to an event at Beavertown Brewery uh, a few days ago. Town, home of the groovy canned stuff. Exactly. And they had a talk, um, and with them was Roger Protz, who is Mr. Mr. Camera. He's he's one of the one of the better um beer writers around. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um nice bloke. Um also there was a guy called Steve Hindy who started Brooklyn Beer, Brooklyn Brewery. Um and I interviewed him earlier in the day, and that'll come in the second podcast third, uh, third podcast yeah i keep forgetting two. yes yeah right confusing yeah. geeky yep um I and who else is there as well because i was always here we go well. who's there jasper jasper was there yeah our friend from camden town and also logan plant and they it, there was a talk entitled the state of craft beer yeah now obviously craft beer is loaded with with connotations, but the surprise announcement was that they have launched the United Craft Brewers Association. Right. A brew, so it's a trade association for people who define themselves as craft brewers. Correct. And the founding members are Brewdog, Camden Town, Beaver Town, and Magic Rock, and also involved a James Clay, who import Brooklyn beer amongst many others are they, as an organization is scampering around getting wanting other breweries to join up yes they are or well, they oh. will be they will be very soon it was um it was launched it was announced but they're working towards september to start rolling out a few more details so the big question is what is exactly what is craft beer and and how do you define and you better be pretty careful how you do <laughs> you that you do Given what we've just read, Ant. Yes. So, a craft brewery in the States was defined, the association got together and did something very similar in 2012. That's right. And that Steve Hindy was involved in launching that. Of course he was. And they had some very nice things, like it has to be fairly low volume, less than 6 million barrels a year, yep. something like that, yep. which yep. seems yep. like a lot to me. It I'll sounds ludicrous, yeah. But yeah. It, but it's, you compare it's, it with... Uh, Molten cores and inbound. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, it's a lot. Less. And so, um, some Blue Moon, which is part of Miller Coors. Yep. But Blue Moon is a craft brewery, but part of Miller Coors, which isn't. Yeah. And they are now being sued. Yes. For calling themselves a craft brewery. Yes, it'll be interesting to see if this. It's just a, a disgruntled drinker, as far as I can tell. But it could have quite interesting 
yeah. Um, yeah. consequences, really. Yeah, he could get a bit fussy. I mean, how how big is Harvey's? I don't know what volume is it. Would Harvey's? No, I mean, I, I think Harvey's are family owned, and but they're you know they're I mean, much he's... older, and they certainly wouldn't describe themselves as craft brewery. And I was at. Um, no, no, I was at Fuller's, and mm. and again, I mean, they make a lot of nice beer, a lot of really nice beer, and uh, I'm sure it's all very crafted. But that, sorry, just to recap, the, <laughs> my tongue's got a bit numb in <laughs> the wrong part. It's really strong herbs on this. Yeah, it really is interesting, isn't it? Staggeringly interesting. Yeah. Beer. God. See, I mean, this is just still keeping it real, even though it's an old traditional craft brewer. Yeah. Mm. Um, a sort of nettle sting. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, so, so, which so, did sting it, didn't they? Sorry? Did Fuller's do Stinger? No. Oh. I don't think so. That was the nettle one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was Fuller's. Oh, okay, fine. But anyway, on. I think it was someone in the West Country. Um, yeah, so so how do you become a craft brewer and what is a craft brewer? And for me, when I have to explain it, then I kind of suggest that it's more of the ethos behind it. It's that idea of experimentation yes. and pushing out the boundaries. and Individual brewers who yeah. know their stuff and want to explore yeah. how good and interesting a beer can be. Yeah, and look at BrewDog. They're massive. Yeah, yeah, huge place up in uh, Ellen. Yeah, and and they were one of the founding members. Well, so... it's going to be a bit bigger. Nice segue into our next little news story, mm-hmm. which what is we're good at this. That, yeah, it's getting better. Although we're not being particularly fast, we're eleven minutes into the match already. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. We'll keep rolling. Yeah. Um, they're there's, they're doing their, they're famous for their crowdfunding. Yes, they've never gone to the bank. They've always gone to their drinkers and said yes, chicken some money. I, I don't want to say cloud. never gone to the bank, but well, yes. they don't like to. They no. like to go to their yeah. drinkers. They might like to lean on the community, mm-hmm. and they're doing so again to some scale, to a huge scale. So, Equity for Punks four. So this is their fourth round of crowdfunding. And, and how, is, how much are is. they? How much are they wanting to? Twenty-five million pounds. Yeah, that's a lot. I think so. Yeah, um, but they are going to do make a hotel out with some of that money, and they're which going to is do quite cool. a lovely thing with the hotel. <laughs> they're going to put beer taps in every room. Yeah, that's the happiest hotel in the world. Yeah. Um, so for ninety-five pounds is um, the cost of two shares, which is the minimum. Yeah. Would you invest in Brewdog? Well, ninety five. I don't know whether they're going to end up with a limit on how many shares you can get. But if you have got ninety five pounds to invest, yeah, it would be a fun investment. You get, yeah. you can get various perks for your investment: free beer on your birthday, yeah, invitation to the AGM, which which has a bar, would be fun. And I don't think you have to pay for very much. No, there. and you get a few more um, discounts, discounts, bars yeah, yeah. And online. There's and a very like interesting thing they're doing. Mm-hmm. You get, can get if you sign up to apply for shares, mm-hmm. you get some sort of recommendation code. I didn't, I haven't done it yet, but a friend of mine has. He said, "Here's the code. Use the code. If 40 people take up your recommendation, oh, you get. I don't know those right, clever is, people. I, I know it's very yeah, yeah, yeah. properly. Violent. It's almost annoyingly clever. Yes, it's very good. I don't know what it is, but I expect it'd be something like." Big Birth of the Tire Iron, or possibly a suite <laughs> in the Beer Hotel. Maybe. Big Birth would be an excellent one. Yeah. Although, Dark Star for that one. Oh, very yeah. classy. This is our bottle opener, also yeah. known as Big Bertha. Um, so, yeah, I think the Brewdog Dog thing, very interesting. I just hope that Mr. Dickey does something as interesting as Kipling again one day. Yes, yes. The guy who used to be at Thornbridge, of course. Um. Any more news? I don't know. I think we're going on quite a long time. We have. That's quite a long time. I think, we, I think we need to sparge this. All right. Sparging. Sparging now. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, it was going to be the feature next. Yeah. Okay. Sparge. <laughs> the feature. An in-depth look into beer culture. 
Yeah, the feature in this edition of Original Gravity Radio is a chat that Dan had with Pete Brown. Uh, this was uh, about a month, uh, a bit more than a month a or so now, uh, when we were doing our brew day at uh, Camden Town Brewery. Pete was there as well, uh, helped us name the beer in the end, I think. Didn't yeah, 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 gravity check. Gravity check, and a fine tipple it was too. I didn't get any, never mind, moving on. Yeah, so Dan's chat with Pete is really interesting. He too is looking at crowdfunding. Uh, his book is still on Unbound and available for... Pl- uh, open to pledges mm-hmm. so we recommend you take a look at that but in the meantime before you scamper off to Unbound to invest in a very fine book here's Dan and Pete chatting a little while ago my name's Daniel I'm the editor of Original Gravity and I'm sat here with Pete Brown and we're going to be chatting about his new book it's particularly interesting because he's crowdfunding it from the from the off so tell us a little bit about the concepts of the book in the first place well the concept of the book came to me when really when I was at a, uh, a green hop festival in Kent last September mm-hmm. and I was writing it up for a trade magazine about 700 words and just the whole concept of green hop beer is so exciting and um, what are green hop beers this is when, it, when, it, when you pick hops from the vine if you don't dry them within a few hours they start to rot and right. they're no good so all the hops you see in any brewery like this that they're dried in pellet form or, or, or leaf form but if you time it just right you can start mm-hmm. a brew on the morning the hops are being picked Right. And then get the hops to the brewery just in time to put into the into the kettle before they start to rot. Right. And it, it gets a much broader flavour of hops. Okay. And this was a great, interesting concept, and I was making loads of notes on it. And I wrote my article, and then I thought, I've got so many notes and ideas left over mm-hmm. that that I didn't use in the article. Yeah. Yeah. Where where else can I can I go with this? And it reminded me of a few other occasions when I've been in hop fields, at, at hop festivals, uh, talking at to people at maltings and things like this and I wanted to use these and thought maybe there's another book in this and it struck me that all these stories were about the ingredients in beer and although beer is the most popular alcoholic drink in the world hardly any beer drinkers know what beer's made out of and I thought well the stories behind hops, barley, yeast, water are so interesting each individually and together mm-hmm. and I, I've seen a lot of stuff written professionally technically for brewers about them but not anything for a general audience right, and so okay. there was the idea of the book straight right, right. so, so it'll, it'll take on each of the four ingredients of beer but tell the stories behind them and yeah because behind each one there's a whole huge amount of people and farmers and yeah and I, I, think, I think each one is miraculous in its own way I think hops, if you take hops from one part of the world and plant them in another part of the world, the flavour changes. The, the yeah. chemical fingerprint of the, of the essential oils of the hops changes dependent on the soil and the, and the sunlight and stuff. Right. And you get totally different flavours. You look at malted barley, the malting process. You mm-hmm. take a barley grain and depending on the skill of the maltster, he can make that grain taste of digestive biscuits, uh, chewy caramel, toffee, chocolate, yeah. coffee... Just, just how you malt it. That's incredible that someone can do that. And then water, which people don't even think about. Uh-huh. Hard water and soft water are the most important ingredients uh, behind you know, the difference between a perfect Pilsen Lager and a, a perfect pale ale. Yeah, and and sure. we haven't even got onto yeast, which is a miracle in itself. It's a microscopic organism that eats sugar and excretes alcohol and carbon dioxide. <laughs> There's, there's so many amazing little stories in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've, you've published five and a half books. Yes. <laughs> Before one was a smaller one, is that right? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> okay. And, and they've all been, they've all sold very well, and, yeah. and you know, you, 
become well well known yeah. for writing about that sort of stuff. Why did you decide to go down the crowdfunding route? I've been very very lucky in that I've had books published by a mainstream publisher uh, on on the same sort of scale and volume as as, as books about anything really. Yeah. And mainstream publishing is taking me down a route which is away from being that, taking my tone of voice and my writing style and applying it more to other subjects and, and trying to spread out professionally sure. as a writer yeah, which yeah. is great so you've got other books about other subjects yeah, in the pipeline, sort of in the pipeline. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My, my last kind of narrative book Shakespeare's Local was was kind of sort of a beer book in that it was about a pub but it was also really a social history book about London Right. Uh, so it was sort of a halfway house and I'm looking at other ideas that take me away from beer completely but I miss beer and also it's a very stupid time to, to decide to stop writing about beer at the sure. moment because beer's more exciting now than it's massive. ever been yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. so I want, I want to have my cake and eat it. I want to have my pint and drink it. I want, <laughs> yeah. I want, to, I want to take my writing uh, into new territories. And I also want to carry on writing about beer. Right. Mainstream publishers aren't interested in any more beer books at the moment. Right. But crowdfunding is, is an interesting new model. And the reason I'm doing this particular book with Unbound, who are a, a new publishing model that relies on crowdfunding, <laughs> is the guy who bought and edited my first two books... Yeah. Uh, Man Walks Into a Pub and Three Sheets to the Wind has just gone to work on Bound right. and, and he okay. he phoned me up and said Pete have you got any ideas for beer books we would love to publish them right. so it Perfect. just seemed well that's fate I owe my writing career about beer to this guy Yeah, he's now with Unbound and he wants to do another beer book with me I wasn't going to say no 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 how will the book be structured will, it, will you break it down into those four separate elements yeah, yeah. so it's kind of a journey into hops to malt barley eastern water so right. four, four parts and then I guess some kind of adding it all up at the end Sure. A lot of the trips I've already done. Yeah. Uh, I've got notes from over the last 10 years when I've been travelling around the world. And then bringing all those together, I can see that I've got gaps. Like things like, you know, the town of Bamberg in, in, in Bavaria is very famous for smoking malt over a, an op- open wood fire. So right. you, you know, the beer made from that malt uh, tastes of smoky bacon. Right. Um, and I've never been there. Okay. Uh, I've tasted the beer, but I've never seen malt being smoked over an open fire. Sure. And so. One of the lovely things about travel writing about beer is you can go around the world with a beer lens mm-hmm. on yeah. and see the most amazing stuff and meet the most amazing people. And anyone can do that, yeah, but you yeah, need yeah. an excuse. You need an excuse to yourself yeah, and, yeah, and okay, to your loved okay. ones yeah. to, to get on a plane and say, right, I'm going to see this weird monster or I'm going to see these people who make bizarre beer out of wild yeast or whatever. Yeah. And so just to have this excuse to go around the world and, <laughs> and fill in the nice. gaps in my beer knowledge is I'm just so happy about yeah, it yeah I mean we're sat here in Camden Town drinking their wonderful IHL and it's made up of four ingredients but the, the backstory behind that and how it came all together into one beer is just quite quite fascinating sort of yeah I mean you've look, got back on you've got traditional lagering techniques from, mm-hmm. from the continent you've got some uh, new world hops in there which have totally different flavours than, than old world hops yeah, yeah. we've got a brewery here with a multinational brewing team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and what I love at the moment is you've got this fascinating uh, sort of culture clash between the, there's a global craft brewing movement that is the same wherever you go uh, you can get a hoppy pale ale in, in Stockholm in Sydney in London in Los Angeles and everyone, and all the brewers in those different countries are all mm-hmm. talking to each other online yeah. all sharing the same ideas and ingredients and there's this craft beer template that's yeah. everywhere you go like a global and, community and at the same time 
each great brewing country has its own unique brewing tradition. Sure. And so you get these these clashes between those two in a in a very positive way. I think. Yeah. And so we're seeing new styles. This, know, this is this Camden IHL is a, is a is a new style of beer. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying it's the first one in this style, but mm-hmm. it's a, certainly a style of beer that you couldn't have found 20 years ago. No, no, that's right. And who are the people who you think are investing in your in your book? I mean, the the, the, the Unbound model. They've already done about 100 books using this model, right. and, and the most successful ones rely on authors who have a community of people who already read their work. I'm lucky enough to have had quite a few people, even if they haven't read my books, they, they read my blog or they follow me on Twitter. And it's very much, I hope, the, the general beer reader who is kind of getting more interested in beer, is starting to drink some interesting craft beers, mm-hmm. wouldn't describe themselves as a sort of craft beer snob or, or craft beer aficionado, yeah. but just wants to know a little bit more about it. And they're online and they're, and, and they're reading about this stuff as and, as and when they can. And does it work on a Kickstarter model whereby you can invest £10 or £50 yeah. or, and you get different kind of... What I like about it is it's not just crowdfunded, it's a hybrid of crowdfunding and traditional publishing. Right. So the crowdfunding element raises the costs of actually publishing the book. Yeah. And everybody who sort of donates to that gets a unique edition of the book with their name in the back so 10 quid you get an ebook 20 quid you get a, a, a unique hardback that won't be on sale anywhere else 50 quid you get that signed and dedicated and, and sure. so on and you can choose to invest mm-hmm. like that and get the special unique edition one yeah if you don't then you can just wait till the book comes out and as soon as the book is published it behaves just like an ordinary book does. Right. and you can go into a bookshop and you can buy a copy get a copy on Amazon just like you would with any other book but you don't get the special edition that the subscribers got right right and when are you planning to publish the book when do you think it'll be out and available um, to read late 2016 or early 2017 right um, so it's still quite a long way ahead yeah long way ahead, isn't it? yeah it is this, I think um, like a lot of things the, the, the production cycle on a book is much longer than I think people realise yeah. so even once I've completed the last dotted the last I and crossed the last T in a book mm-hmm. there's between six and nine months between that and right. the book yeah, coming absolutely. to market so even if I write it really quickly you're talking about uh, another year and, sure. I've, and I've got hot gardens and festivals to visit still so, <laughs> you got a lot of traveling so if anyone does subscribe I just have to ask for their patience but the yeah. nice thing about that is Unbound has a, a thing called the Author's Shed right? Uh, which is a, a special area that's only open to subscribers yeah. and I'll be putting unique con- blog content there Mm. that other people can't see so right, even if people start okay. to go when is this damn book going to come out yeah. there's going to be stories I'm going to be asking people where they think I should go giving them a chance to help shape the book so hopefully uh, rewarding people's patience yeah, yeah, sure. in the time it takes before the book comes out and give them an insight into, into, into how a book is made because yeah. it is a, a long process yeah an interesting story in itself and finally have you got a name for the book yet? I've got a working name but okay. in, I've written five and a half books. I've never successfully named one of them. It's always <laughs> somebody else who comes up with a name that actually <laughs> sticks. And at the moment, it's called What Are You Drinking? Okay. Which okay. feels like a nice summary. Cause it's, no, really, what are you drinking? Right. Do, do you know? <laughs> yeah, do, you, yeah. do you know what's in your glass? And uh, it might change if we get a better one, particularly if we get a, if we get a good pun-based title that works. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, your, your other books have worked pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Hops and Glory, uh, the ultimate compliment there was when someone asked if they could name a pub after the book and Brilliant. put my poster up inside <laughs> the pub. You know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And, and that, uh, that was my mate Chris who came up with that one. He's, yeah. He's a great <laughs> good. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Tasting Notes, trying the world's best beers. Okay, Tasting Notes, Ant. Tasting Notes, Dan. Yes. <laughs> so we've got a couple of interesting beers for you. Oh, goody. <laughs> um, 
first of all, I'd just like to point out what we're going to open it with. <laughs> which is wow. a Dark Star branded um, tire iron? <laughs> Lesine um, bike wrench. And it's massive. And it's the world's best thing to open a beer with. Now, I, to the gentle listener, this appears to be a drop forge billet of uh, tungsten <laughs> steel um, embedded in a very nice beach. Yep. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. It's Seriously, a beautiful it's thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's the world's best bottle opener. Um, thanks, Darkstar. Yeah, thank you. Right. Um, it does appear to be mild overkill, but we'll take that word for it. <laughs> yes, but it opens it beautifully. Right. I. You should have. Done Give it me glass. Of the, yeah. Next for the next one, do it in front of the microphone. Not too close, but okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Go Ooh, right. That, so that sounded yeah. lovely. It did, didn't it? It sounded. It looks lovely. Oh, it's, uh, it does look it's nice. Ambery. It's orange. It's fairly clear. Fairly clear. Notes of green near the bottom of grassiness. A little bit of a head. You poured it very smoothly, but it yeah. is holding a head quite nicely. Give it a sniff. Mm. Oh, oh, we like. We do. Oh, multi goodness. Mm. Oh, it's, it's caramel toffee apple. Yeah. Smokiness. Definitely smoky. Oh, that's amazing. That tastes oh, almost like a stout. Yeah, it's got a real body. depth of flavour, hasn't oh, it's it? It's nuts. big and round. Honey and nuts and nuts, yeah. It's it's like roast baklava. That's amazing. <laughs> roast baklava. Kinda. Yeah, well, I'm going to show you something that will make you. So here's label. This is by Black Metal Brewery. Right. It's called Willow the Wisp. That's the least appropriate name imaginable. <laughs> it is. It tastes nothing like a television voiced by Kenneth Williams. No, it doesn't at all. Um, although I think Ooh. it's it, Willow the no, Wisp. That was Evil Edna, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But Willow the Wisp is, isn't that kind of some dark, secret, kind of ghosty thing that a lives in the gas. woods? Right. Maybe. It's methane released from a rotting vegetation at the bottom of ponds that ignites. Oh, I wonder if they knew that when they were naming the beer. Anyway. Brewers, they know everything about chemistry. And- <laughs> of course they do. Anyway, this is a delightful bit. I first heard about these guys when... Um, I'm looking for notes of swamp gas now. Are you? Have no. you found any? No, I like Good. it. Okay. I like swamp oh, gas. wow. We're keeping, we're keeping on an even keel this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when Pete Brown recommended one of their pale ales, um, although he did say, it was in the first issue, yeah. he said, ignore the black metal branding, that is if you find it off-putting like I did, but this is a really impressive pale ale from the Scottish borders. Obviously, we're not trying the pale ale. But no, we're not. This is a smoked juniper ale. Yeah, smokiness is really coming through. A juniper smoked ale. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. It, it, you don't initially think of it as smoky. It's just, this is very nice. But the mm. smokiness lingers afterwards. It and does. makes you want to drink some but more. But it's not overpowering. It's not like... I had um, the classic mm. smoked beer, which is the Schlenkerdler. Yeah. Um, and it's overpoweringly smoky. Like you can't, like you can't even. It's like think. mugged by a kipper. Mugged <laughs> like by a kipper. You can't think of anything else except for the smokiness. But this is incredibly no, well balanced. It's beautifully balanced. This is, oh yeah. This is like the first time you have smoked tuna or something. You go, oh yeah, this works. <laughs> wow, I haven't had this before. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about the juniper. I'm not picking up on much of the juniper taste. But I think, I mean, the juniper, especially around the Scottish border, is kind of just 
they smoked a lot of stuff with it without imparting so the, the flavour of Is it juniper the wood juniper. they've been burning? I would imagine so, right? I don't burning. imagine juniper wood's particularly tasty. This all the no. berries have got the flavour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Maybe, it's, maybe resinous or something. Is it maybe. resinous? Mm, not really. It's very rounded, almost caramelly, isn't it? It's got that sweetness. Anyway, we like. We do. That's Cheers. Just Cheers, yes. Very fine. Oh, that's lovely. It is, isn't it? Mm. Mm. You're listening to Original Gravity Radio. Good news for people who love good beer. Time for another, I think. Yes. Uh, time bring for out the tire iron. <laughs> the tire iron is here. Kiddo. That's very, it's quite cosh, American craft it? beer. Boom. Yeah. None of your Budweiser nonsense with this. No. No, 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 no. Okay. Right. Just, oh, hello. A yellow bottle. Yeah. Uh, hey. There we go. Is nice. that a £25 million beer you've got there? <laughs> it is a £25 million beer. Or it's certainly a beer that has made people £25 million. It might do. It might Actually. do. Right, so. Okay, so well, give me a glass. Yes. Here we are. This. This is? Lager. Oh, okay. I have had my eyes open. No, it lager. actually is. This is lager. This full stop is full stop lager. Oh, right. Full okay. stop. Yeah. It is Brewdog. So, what does Brewdog do well? What What defines their beers? Uh, a passionate disregard for rules. <laughs> yeah. And just doing what they want. And loads of bloody hops. Oh, okay. So, give it a whiff. Hmm. Not many hops. No, not hugely. No. No. Just delicious and sweet. Take a big gulp. Oh, there they are. Ah, chasing around the edge of the palate. (laughs) They are chasing around the edge of the palate. But they could have been a bit more obnoxiously hoppy, I think. No, that's not obnoxious at all. This is absolutely... Mm. Clean we, and crisp. We're doing an interesting thing here. Is we're not ser- we're serving this lager, not freezing cold. Yeah. Um, That's partly because I think it brings out the flavour, and partly because you forgot to put it in the fridge. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does. You can taste it. There is a bitterness. I mean, this is a bitter lager. Yeah. But it has a. Actually, it is on the second. If you let it sort of all lap round your mouth, you guys, pow! I got hops in me, but it does, it's not horrid. No. So in the next issue, we're going lager, lager, lager. So issue Indeed. four um, out, beginning of, beginning of June. Quick plug. Yep. Pete Brown. Pete Brown is writing a piece for us, mm. all about lager and just the variety and the different types of lager: dark yeah. lagers, black lagers. Pilsners? Pilsners. Vienna-style lager. There's so Vienna many Vienna-style different... lager? Yeah, there's so many different styles. Is this of a particular style, would you say? Um, oh, it does say Pilsner on it, doesn't it? A 21st century Pilsner. There right. we go. Well, it won't be double decocted. <laughs> it could be. Could it, it probably should be. Would it? Yeah. Uh, the writing on the back is so small, I can't even tell. And it's in a different language. Um, <laughs> it's not going to make it any easier <laughs> it at all. Um, I'm sure but no, it should be double decocted. We know about this because we made a pilsner with Camden Town. Okay, it was an original sars. Yes, thing. Yeah, and I think I think to be to be a pilsner, it would have lots of sars hops. But I would imagine mm. that these guys have done it slightly different. But they haven't. It just haven't gone over the top with it. It's just mm. this it's is large, a summer it's day. Of... This would have been perfect today at about three o'clock in the afternoon. It would have been. Yeah. Instead of slightly stressful phone calls for work, it would have been. Nah. 
Yeah, just sit and drink this. Yeah. Um, there's Boke and Bailey, who are bloggers. Uh, they've written a review of it in the latest issue, the issue that's out now, issue three as well. Oh, okay, cool. I could refer to it. Should I refer to it? You might as well, because if we say in that it's horrible and everything, we feel a bit civil because we're saying it's quite nice at the moment. It is. We are enjoying it. It is really good. So, Boke and Bailey. Yeah. Um, designed to be drunk rather than tasted. Oh, that sounds oh. like Budweiser. Ooh. Well, it's, uh, mm. A clean, cracker-crisp golden lager with sufficient mainstream appeal to get it into Weatherspoon's updated keg roster. Is it? So you can get this in, in Weatherspoon's, which, with your, oh no, with your camera vouchers, you can't get keg beer still. Huh. Um, it doesn't mean that it's bland, though. In fact, no, on the bottle not. is a subtle zing that characterises solid German beers. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure somebody who knows these things better than I would say, ah, you can taste the noble hops in there. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Probably can. Uh, it As would to almost world, certainly though. be yeah. SARS in here. Yeah. Um which, yeah, which is what which is described as one of the one of the noble hops, one of the older kind of continental style hops. Um and it says only a pity that three thirty milliliters isn't quite enough. It deserves to be drunk by the half litre at the very least. Oh. I think I agree with that. It is. It is one of those bit more. So I think mm. this shall be the beginning of what's going to be quite a lot of lagers coming up in future podcasts. Summer's coming, yes. and lager is a difficult beer to make. It's probably the most difficult beer to make. It goes through the most processes. Yeah. It yeah. needs to be kept at a certain temperature. Yep. And I think, um, yeah, I, th- I think we, what we're going to be exploring over the next couple of months is certainly the variety and depth of well, flavour. I, 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 I hope we don't get away from the pales, pale ales as well. We'll bring something nice and the out. the beers, and yeah. the Berliner Witz. Maybe I haven't had a Berliner Witz Haven't yet. you? Oh, no, we can sort that out. We'll do okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. Good. Mm. Cheers. Anyway, cheers. We weren't funny in that one, were we? Okay. Okay. Ah. Is, is this the bit with the music playing over it? Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, you can hear it, can't you? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> clicking our fingers, dancing away. Uh, hat tip to our wonderful open source music provider. The link will be on the SoundCloud and the podcast page. We neglected to attribute our open source music last time. Massive apologies for that. We will do so. It's a lovely tune and it is open source. You'll find the link on the page. So we're done. Yes. Beer's drunk. Beer's drunk. We enjoyed it. We did a great deal. We enjoyed ever. the smoky one. Oh, we we learned that burnt twigs could imbibe such a wonderful flavour. Oh, no, we learned that there's lagers are really good, but there's just not a lot of really funny, interesting things to think say no, about them, is there? No, they're not funny. Um, oh, they're serious. Yeah, they're, they're, they're serious. They're interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure that mm-hmm. gentle listeners out there will know of funny drinks, and we would like. Suggestions. Comedy lagers. Doesn't have to be just comedy lagers. If you know of a a lager that is actually funny, do tell us. Ideally, a craft beer, not Budweiser. Yeah. But if you know of a comedy lager, tell us because I would like that a lot. At OG Beer Mag. Indeed. Yeah, a tweet would be a good that. Yeah. In fact, let us know just about any of the good lagers. Indeed. The next edition of the magazine is out on the bars and shelves of your favourite hostelries in June, around June the 1st. And key metropolitan areas in the UK. Correct. Uh, Pick one up if you can. It is about lager, largely. I'm sure we'd have missed some. I'm sure we probably would. Not least of all because I've only asked for 15 from Pete Brown. 15? Mm hmm. There's more than 15 lagers. There's more than 15 lagers. Right. So the best ones that we haven't done, let us know. We'll try and pick up the slack in a podcast. Extra points for funniness. Extra points for funny, yeah. What funny lagers don't we know about? <laughs> I'm sure there's some. It's easy. 
Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a month. We will. We will. Unless we decide just to do another one sooner. Yeah, because we've decided that it's quite fun. It is. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. There's a lot of good podcasts out there. We hope we're one of them. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, oh this last thing we do is oh, cheers. Oh, yeah, the clink hit. We could pop it in at the end again. Ready? Yeah, we'll do it. Clink. Okay, ready? Go. Cheers. Cheers. cheers.